Hey, you don't have to be afraid anymore. The great resounding message of Easter, of Jesus' victory is, yeah, you don't have to be afraid. Like everything, every possible thing has been taken care of. Every possible tragedy has been passed through by God with love. And he came out on the other side. Everything's okay. I'm not sure if I've told you this before, but um, God loves you. Like a lot. He's faithful and he's good. As you hear the cadences of the story of creation, you have the sense of a father who's just very careful. He's full of care as he's sculpting and shaping a world for you to dwell in. He made the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea and all the creatures. And just day by day, there is a pace and a care, an attentiveness as he's making this place. And why did he make it? Well, just for you. It's all for you. And he needed a place to love you. And so, yeah, he made this. He made, we call it earth. All things flow out of his heart. Uh, which is just a heart of goodness. It's a heart of generosity. It's a heart of kindness. He just loves you. He's very good. And he made you like him, which means what? What, what are you? You're very good. Yeah, you have a, a certain resemblance to him. There's some family members here that I haven't met before. And uh, there's some resemblances around, you know? It's nice when you can be like, oh, I know what's the family that, <laughs> yeah. For better, for worse, amen? Anyway. Um, yeah, you resemble God. You, you carry in, in you and in your being uh, certain contours and shapes and behaviors and sometimes that twinkle in your eye, like, that's like the Father. He, 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 um, when he shaped you, his fingerprints remain there. So he made you to live in this place, to dwell in it, and to be with him. There is a strange thing that happened, and it's, it's really unfathomable to us. But someone became the enemy of God. And they distrusted God, and they didn't want to serve God. and They wanted to become a rival to God. We have different names for this enemy. Satan, the opposer, the devil. And he turned against God. And, and in turning against God and leaving God, he, there was a, a, a gnarling and a twisting and he became misshapen and, and vile. And now he hates God. And he hates everything that belongs to God. And because of his hatred for God, he wanted to attack what was very precious and dear to God. And what's that? That's you. That's us. We were made in his image and likeness. And so the enemy sees in you the likeness of God and, and he hates God and so he hates you. And he came and told just the worst lie ever. The worst possible lie. That's that God can't be trusted. That he's not good. That if you really want what you really want, then you have to get it yourself. You can't, you can't wait for him. You can't trust in him. It's a lie but we bought it 
and it just led to death. To this horrible thing that God did not intend. This was not his purpose. It led to death. Death entered into the world. Yeah, there's this great tragedy that death entered in and death even entered into each of us in some ways. There's parts of us that are not alive yet. They're not fully alive. There are lonely places in us where we have driven God out. There's an emptiness in us still. So death reigns in the world. It even reigns in us in some ways. It's, it's just the worst, the greatest tragedy. But God is very resolute. He's very committed. He's very faithful. And he came to deal with death. He came to deal with sin, with anything that divides you from him, because he just loves you. He is totally committed to you. The readings that we read leading up to the gospel are the stories of, of God's faithfulness, even of his miraculous deliverance at times, that he is opposed to everything that is opposed to you because he loves you. He's very good. He wants to meet the deep longings of our hearts. He says, come to me all. All you who are hungry and thirsty, come. Like, I want to fulfill you. You don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to find it on your own. You don't have to accomplish it and grasp it on your own. No, I want to give you everything. He even says he wants to shape you anew, to wash you clean, to restore you. And that, that heart of yours that has become stony, he wants to give you a brand new one. And you can be sure if God's going to give you a new heart, it's going to be like his. To wash you clean, to fill you with new life, to breathe his spirit back into you, his spirit which is life. We were led astray and we were lied to by empty promises. And frankly, uh, there's some little kids, hopefully they're not paying attention. You should be a little pissed off, Okay. Because you were lied to and something beautiful was stolen away. There will come a time in this Mass uh, when you get to say some words. And I'm going to ask you, do you reject Satan? And you're going to say, you're going to say, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, and all his works, and you're going to say, you're, you're, yeah, I do. <laughs> and all his empty promises, you say, you're God, I do, right? <laughs> In the early church, when they would renounce Satan, they would also spit. Do you renounce Satan? I do. And they would spit. <laughs> they would say, that's what I think of Satan. Because why? What gives us the courage to say it? It's that Jesus Christ came and he confronted death, your death and my death. He took upon himself all of the sin in the world, your sin and my sin, and he asked for nothing in return. He only responded with love. He let it swallow him up completely because of his love for you, because he's so faithful. It destroyed him. He was taken into death itself. But then from the heart of God, from the heart of the Father, flowed out an immense love beyond anything we could imagine. And this death which seemed greater than anything, which had swallowed up the Son of God himself, was surrounded and conquered and filled with life and love, which is the Holy Spirit. The Father, by the power of his Spirit, raised his Son from the dead. And now he's victorious. He didn't need that victory, but you did. Amen? And he has won it for you and for me. He has won a great victory. 
and now you owe him big time. No, no, what do you have to pay? What's the payment? Nothing. The closest thing to a payment for everything he's done in, in, in drawing you close to him, in saving you, in paying the price, in conquering your death, the death that you will die one day, and in drawing you into his life and his love, the closest thing to a payment that he asks for is just you. He just wants you. Like, you mean everything to him. What more could he want? It's just you. And, and you now, not you someday when you get it all figured out, right? When you're your table doesn't have papers all over it. Like, no, you today, you now. That's who he loves. That's who he wants. It's just you. So we respond with faith. What does it mean to believe in God? That doesn't mean to just think that God exists. Like, yeah, I think he's out there somewhere. No, when we say we believe in God with faith, that means, oh, I believe him, but I trust him. And because I trust him, I give myself to him. So we witness what God has done in creating us, in saving us, in bringing us home. Do you know that there's a home for you in the heart of God? There always was. A home of joy, of intimacy, of love and belonging. Where you can be a son and a daughter who just, just gets loved. There's always been a home in him. That home was closed to us for a while. The home's called heaven. It was closed because of our sin, but now it has burst open again by the victory of Jesus Christ and by his resurrection. The doors of heaven, the doors of your father's house are wide open. He's air conditioning the whole neighborhood. He doesn't care, right? That door's swinging open. Nobody's going to close it. And you can come on in. The father has looked upon you and claimed you for his own. Those of you who are baptized, you've become his beloved sons and daughters. A few of you are going to get baptized here in a moment, so we're going to take care of that. It's very exciting. Yeah, you have been adopted into his family and into his love. Now you're just at home with him. Now God the Father is just your dad. You're his kid. And it's that simple. If you've been far away, you can always come back. And the Father's going to receive you back the only way he ever receives anyone back, and that's with rejoicing. You know the story of the prodigal son. Anytime a sinner is welcomed home, there's always a party. There's always rejoicing. That's just the heart of a father. So you've been made his. You've been filled with his spirit, which is his love. The Holy Spirit dwells in you, and he's really glad he does. Jesus from the cross gave you a mom. Her name's Mary. She's really beautiful. She's really good. Many of you know her well. Some of you don't yet, and that's okay, because that's pretty exciting. You're going to love her. He has drawn you into a family, into the body of Christ, which is called the church. Look around. Look at us. Nobody's alone. Like We're all in this thing together. He forgives your sins. He washes them away. So at that same part of Mass where you're going to tell you know who to go to, you know where, um, I'm also going to ask you if you believe in God. And again, I'm going to ask that you would believe from a deep place, not just of thought, but a place of surrender. I'll say, do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? And you'll say, yeah, I do. Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. You'll say, yeah, I do. I do believe in him. I'll say, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? 
the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. And you'll say, I do, I do. I want to give my whole life to it. I want it to be the air that I breathe. I want to be in, like just surrounded in all of it. A couple things that you're going to profess. You're going to, believe, you're going to profess faith in the resurrection of the body. Jesus won a great victory. He is alive and he is victorious. And he wants to give you that victory in its entirety. And one day, at the sound of a trumpet and at the word of God, the dead will be raised. And we will be given the fullness of Jesus' victory. His victory, his resurrection will flow into us and into our bodies. And we'll be raised up to a glorious life. Jesus' resurrection is in no way just like a good for him sort of situation. No, it's good for you. You mean everything to him. He's going to give you everything. Everything he is and everything he has. Again, the fullness of his life, his father, his spirit, his mom, everything. Everything. And again, what does he want? Gosh, he just wants you. You mean everything to him. You're such a gift. When you surrender yourself to him, you say, yeah, I believe. I give myself to him. Gosh, you can't fathom. We can't fathom what that does to his heart. You are such a gift, and you're made to be a gift. God created all things. Jesus has entered into all suffering, all pain, all separation, and he has conquered it all. You're totally surrounded. You don't have to be afraid. Everything has been wrapped up in love. You're safe. Everything's going to be okay. Don't be afraid.